Hello, everyone. What is up? This is a really special, fun podcast episode that I am so freaking excited to record. Um, but it's not just my podcast episode, which is why I'm so excited to record it. So <laughs> for everybody listening, we have the beautiful, radiant, light Tina Conrad here today, who you may know as DJ Breast Cancer. And her and I got together today to do a joint podcast. So if you listen on my platform or on Tina's, um, you're going to hear the same episode, but we are um, connected spirits. And we just decided to get together into this episode. And I actually reached out to you, Tina, for this, because I started listening to some podcasts lately where it was two friends actually just like sitting together, talking and having a conversation. Like they were actually in the same like home, you know, together in person. And it was just two friends having a conversation, offering so much value to their communities, but it was just so authentic and beautiful to see that expression shared between friends. And I was like, I want to do more of these. Like I have friends with podcasts, so let's, let's do it. And we obviously live in different countries, so we are not together in person, but I was just like, this is so fun. I want to do more of this. So you were the first person I reached out um, to for this idea. And um, the episode that, you know, we're going to talk about is like, you're the perfect person, I think, to have this conversation with my audience. And I hope I'm, you know, a perfect person to have this conversation with your audience. But anyways, Tina, welcome back to the Breast Cancer Thriver podcast, because you were on way back in episode four. And I think this is going to be episode like 34. So um, it's been almost a year. So I'm super pumped to to have you here. And thank you for for being a light in the world and a light on this podcast. Oh, thank you. I feel like we're both just kind of these souls that love to connect. And, you know, we're, we're a lot of similar minded. And I remember when you were starting your podcast, which I would love for you to give an intro on who you are, but you were on my show and I've been on your show. So we've obviously shared the love back and forth, but would love for my listeners to hear a little bit about Lauren. And she is way back in, I think it was season three as well on my uh, DJ breast cancer. Yeah, my episode aired actually right when COVID was happening. So it was like middle of March 2020. So actually, yeah, just over a year ago as well. Um, And I just remember like, I hope everyone hears this because what's happening in our world right now, they need what was shared in that episode. So you can journey back and find that one. I have no idea what number it is, but thank you for, you know, the opportunity to reintroduce myself to your audience. Um, What's up guys? My name is Lauren. Um, And for my audience, what's up? My name is Lauren, but you guys know me. Um, I'm 33 now. My birthday was uh, a month ago. And I was diagnosed with breast cancer just before my 27th birthday. So it's been six years. And um, my life was super inauthentic back then. I was really living, I don't want to say a lie, but to be honest, I really felt like I was living a lie. I was living a life so world. And um really when I was diagnosed, like on the outside, I was, you know, air quotes healthy and I would exercise and I ate and all of these things. Like, um, you know, I had um, a lot of therapy and I didn't get it. So let's just go then. Um, I really just, something happened when I got breast cancer and I just, you know, had that kind of dark side, dark night of the soul moment where I wanted to change my life and really um, just feel good and body, mind and spirit. And 
um, that's kind of when I started to make some changes and I got, I started with food and I really learned about more eating holistically because I thought the way I was eating was healthy, but it, you know, it really, um, wasn't super, um, nourishing, wasn't super connected to the earth. Wasn't, um, it wasn't really, um, soul food, you know, I was eating to think to fit in a certain mold and, you know, really connecting back to my physical body was what kind of opened me up to, you know, the next phase of my life and how was in the career and I felt so connected to food and how it you know, was healing my body. So I ended up leaving my career in uh, public accounting and enrolled in holistic nutrition school. And that was five years ago. And since then, um, you know, I've graduated, of course, and I started my my business working as a holistic nutritionist and um, breast health expert and holistic life coach to really help other people um, just reconnect, not just to their bodies, but to to their lives and their sole purpose and really just live in alignment with who they truly are. Because for me, like breast cancer was this opportunity to to wake up and wake up to me and how, um, how much joy and love and life and, and light I have within me and how I can share more of myself in a really powerful, authentic way that's true to me um, and how everyone benefits when we step into our light. So um, it's been five years and I now have um, my business fully online. I used to work partly in a naturopath oncology clinic that um, really helped patients um, with any type of cancer before, during, or after, you know, help their bodies get back into balance physically. But I wanted to make more of an impact and reach people all over the world. So my business has been online for completely online for almost two years now. And um, I run a signature 12 week program called Breast Cancer Thriver, um, where it's really a whole life transformation of body, mind, and spirit to, um, for women who really see this op- uh, the diagnosis as an opportunity or want to see it as an opportunity to really heal and step back into their power and their life and, um, move through the diagnosis. Actually, that's what our podcast episode is about on mine was post-traumatic growth and how you could really yes. use this opportunity to, to grow through it and transcend beyond it. And, you know, really, really, really move through the negative emotions that come up in a way that's healing and growing and um, becoming and becoming, you know, the next, the next level version of yourself in the best way. Um, So yeah, I'm super pumped for my program. And I also have a podcast, obviously, we were talking about that. It's called the Breast Cancer Thriver podcast on any platform. So anyone who is on Tina's podcast, and you want um, some more information, my podcast is all about nutrition, lifestyle, mindset, really just like, I kind of teach what I teach my students inside my program. So there's a lot of awesome stuff out there. So if you just heard about it, there's a uh, 34 episodes to go binge on. So I hope um, you like long <laughs> walks and you can go binge on some podcasts, but, um, but yeah, thanks for the opportunity to, to intro there, Tina. I appreciate it. And um, why I'm so connected to you is because you're such a light and um, it's just going to be so fun to have this conversation today because guess what guys, we want to talk about our faith practices and how they really help us um, be the lights that we are. Because I don't know about you, uh, Tina, but I get messages all the time. Like, you know, how are you so happy? Like how, you know, thank you for being this inspiration and all this stuff. And people want to know like how I am, how I am. And I can only imagine how many, you know, messages you get. Like, do you get a lot of those too? Um, I mean, you, yeah, I, I definitely, I get more just comments of like, thank you for being inspirational, you know, or thank you for giving me hope. And, and those mean so much to me, you know, I mean, I don't think I, I mean, I, I, I am kind of an optimist. I kind of do view the world, you know, uh, glass half full, but, 
um, it's a practice too, you know, and I think that that's one thing, like, I love what you do and I love what you do in the world because, um, you give women like tools. Um, so it's not just like what you say, but you kind of give them tools and resources and a way to like, kind of navigate through all of this. Um, you know, it, it's really difficult, but I think that's one of yours is like the whole mindfulness and like finding gratitude and being positive. And, um, you know, studies have shown that if you are positive, it can help you so much more in your journey. And so, um, I, I think that that is amazing, but with that being said, you know, we're in the midst still of a pandemic, um, it's COVID and, and I'm, I think I'm kind of real. And I think you're real too. in understanding that it's, it's difficult and it's not, easy and you're going to have good days and bad days. And so I think that's where kind of maybe the faith, um, in having like this foundation is, is so important to kind of help you through those, those difficult days. Yeah, I could not agree more. And that's why I'm so pumped that we're doing this because I, 2020, I don't think I've ever all, um, opportunity to to really grow through and transcend beyond you know so all the things that we were talking about it was like how can we how can I move through this because you know this is something that's become very aware for me you know more so lately is that you know suffering is a choice and my mental health was really suffering for a portion of 2020 and just one day it just had to be like it's a choice to keep feeling this way like how can I move through this so lots of praying um and lots of you know beautiful my entire life I thought you know, I couldn't move. the changes I made in my life and the blessing that's the blessings that have come into my diagnosis and you know changing careers and all of that and all the people I get to help now I wasn't helping anybody behind a desk crunching numbers before uh, but it's like I, I could not feel more grateful in my life than I do truly in this moment right now. It's like this last year was, I don't think I've ever cried so much. I don't think I've ever prayed so much. I don't think I've ever done anything so much as this past year, but it's really, truly been the best year. So I'd love to know, you know, about you, like, was your faith um, practice, was it always a part of your life? Like, did you grow up kind of in that upbringing? So it's like, you've already had it really instilled in you at like a deep cellular core level. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I definitely, I grew up Roman Catholic and, um, you know, so we went through a, a very traditional upbringing, you know, in terms of religion. Um, so, you know, you had your first communion, you had uh, confirmation and, you know, definitely it, it spoke to me. Um, I, I still kind of find um, peace in some of the, you, you know, like if I were to go back at, to my parents' house, like at a, a holiday, like some of the, the ceremonial things like do give me a sense of peace, but then and I think I've been pretty open, you know, to audiences about it. Um, you know, my mom was diagnosed, uh, when I was in my, uh, young twenties, um, I think I was 25 and, you know, that really pulled our family all together, but then she had a recurrence about three years later and it really made me angry. And it really kind of, for, for a time severed my ties, you know, um, to, to maybe some of that, um, faith. And I think there is something about, you know, the, the faith that you grow up with, but then the faith that you find when you're an adult. And it's, it's very, 
I can be very moved now. Like, you know, I can hear a song about worship. I can hear a podcast about God. I can listen to a message. I can see a Bible verse like on a, on a screen and it can move me in ways, you know, that I've never felt, you know, as a child. So there is definitely something about, you know, this, this arc and kind of growing into your faith as an adult. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. And thanks so much for sharing that. And my story with it's so it's, it's the same in the sense that like it came stronger later in life when I had like a different with I think that's kind of make faith super accessible to people because it doesn't have to be this whole religion and you know, there's work come and go and it's that's the beauty of it is that when you really feel it it you realize you can never truly let it go and you can always be welcomed back in like it's just divine love divine forgiveness and it's just about choosing that and it's so special and uh, I grew up Jewish so um, both my parents are Jewish and I went to Hebrew school up until I was in grade nine because they gave you this trip if you it to go um, to like a couple of Holocaust museums like in in DC um, if you went all the way through to grade nine so I did it for the trip I didn't do it for the faith and I actually kind of renounced my faith like at a really young age I think um, oh my god for any of my Jewish listeners I'm so sorry but like I can't remember if you get bought mitzvah twelve or thirteen but parent start prepping for that like a year in advance so I was probably 11 and my parents were like hey like we got to get you you know some lessons for your bat mitzvah and I was just like I don't believe in God so I don't want a bat mitzvah and I was like 11 years old so um I so I was just like no this isn't for me I really just like did not feel connected to religion in any way shape or form like I don't know what it was like the stories just didn't resonate with me at all I was like like I'm in character in like a fairy tale way. And um, I was like that for a long time, all the way up to diagnosis, and then even after diagnosis. And it wasn't really until um, I started getting into holistic living, because holistic isn't all eating organic and going natural soaps and shampoos and things like that. Holistic is a body, mind, spirit approach. So when I really started enrolling in holistic nutrition school, and I had courses about spirituality and how we're connected, all of us, we're unity. There is no one is better than anybody else. We're, we're all just, you know, uh, you know, manifestations of, of God and spirit in human form. When we were given our God given beautiful bodies to express our souls and our divinity out in the world to do good things. And it just really woke me up to that. And that's when I really feel like I actually started to heal because before I felt like I was my healing, still had all this anxiety and I was still like taking random supplements. I would like listen to a podcast about like, freaking like acai powder or something. And then I would go and I would buy the acai powder. Cause I was just, I just wanted, you know, to feel healthy and to feel safe. But what I realized was I wanted to feel, I wanted to feel protected. I wanted to feel comforted. I wanted to feel just safe in my body and safe in my life. And that's really what happened when I embraced all aspects of my healing. When I didn't just look at my body, when I didn't just look at my stress and, you know, certain emotions, it's when I looked at the spirituality side of it. And that's when I could really just feel so freaking safe because I embodied, you know, the, my, one of my mantras is that I am divinely guided, protected, and loved. And that's really how I started to feel totally safe in my body and 
confident in my prevention plan and then to go out and do this work and teach it to others. And so my faith practice, it's not really religious at all in any way. It's just really this beautiful embodiment in connection to a spiritual presence. And the essence of that is, you know, consistent across any religion, because that's truly what it is, is like, no religion is better or worse than any other. Like, we're all just looking for a way to express our soul's connection to something bigger than us and outside of us to feel loved and protected and accepted and forgiven. And any faith practice can do that for you. It doesn't have to be religion. It's, it can just be, you know, I prayed before this episode and I was just like, I started with like, Hey God, Hey spirit. Like it can be super chill. And, um, that's really kind of how my faith practice came to be. It was in holistic nutrition school when they really emphasize that like healing from anything, you know, not cancer, you know, anything just freaking like just wanting to heal from food allergies, something simple to something big. It's really like holistic is body, mind, spirit. And you have to look at all of that, or you're always just going to feel like you're grasping at straws. So that's kind of how my faith practice started and then left for like probably a solid, like almost 20 years. And then now she back, baby, she back strong. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love your mantra. I think that that is so important. I mean, I know throughout the Bible, there's so many verses, you know, about God being our, our comforter, you know, and I think that that is so true. So for me, it, it really has helped. Um, for me in COVID, um, you know, it, it triggered a lot of fears. It brought me back a lot to, to cancer days. And, you know, many of the lessons that I had to kind of rely on in cancer, I've had to rely on now in COVID. And one thing though, that is a little more um, different, I, I guess I would say, in these COVID times is I really turned, um, th- there's a version Bible app and they make it available in like every language known to man. It's free. It's just an app, but you can download plans. Um, so you can search, I'm anxious. So you can search anxiety and it will give you a plan, you know, multiple plans, you know, that deal with anxiety and they could be three days, they could be a week long. Um, but having kind of this tool at my fingertips on my phone that, you know, when I'm feeling something, I can kind of turn to it. And, and even, you know, in my work days now, if I, I feel very anxious or something's happening, it's almost like it's, you know, nutrition for my soul. So like, sometimes I'll just take a break, you know, read a verse and then it just kind of, you know, helps me and fills me. Um, so that you version Bible app has been really, really helpful for me because I, he is, he's our greatest comforter. And I think that for to start your day or to find time in your day to have a practice of um, faith and and to give thanks. Um, I, I find sometimes too, it's, it's like a slight confessional. Like I'm, I'm sorry for this. I know I'm human. I did this, you know, um, I talked bad about this person, you know, whatever it may be. I like kind of, you know, say, I'm sorry, clean my heart. And then like, kind of what, what's top of mind or what I need his help in. Um, and, and that's been very helpful for me in these COVID times, or I'm extremely anxious. I need your help. I'll turn my video. Oh no. Okay. So my, I want to apologize to everybody. My internet is kind of hit and miss where I'm at. And what you said, Tina was so beautiful. I got so much out of that, but it did cut out. But what I'm going to do real quick is I'm just going to hotspot my phone. Okay. So hopefully this internet is better. And I just want to kind of re, um, 
bring back what you just said in case some of it got lost through the the shoddy internet there because it was so powerful what did come through so tina what you were saying was just like freaking mind-blowing to me and just so (laughs) eloquent it was you know just having a practice where you have this verse you can go read but sometimes you know just going throughout your day just to say you know i'm sorry i'm sorry clean my heart is something that came through in between like blocks where the, the the internet cut out and i heard that and i was like i freaking love that the clean my heart and um if you maybe just want to kind of say again so we didn't lose anything like just like your daily prayer practice because that was so powerful i love that that i'm sorry clean my heart forgiveness like oh i have so much i want to add oh well great yeah i definitely think you know as human beings we're all we're all broken and and we're all imperfect and i think that that's um so sometimes it's like it feels really overwhelming because you can never attain this like perfection status that we feel that religion has maybe instilled on us. So I think with starting with a clean heart, God understands we're going to make mistakes and that we're not perfect. And so I think by doing that and allowing that you can allow his love to shine through and flow through. And it's, it's, it can be a very powerful experience. So, you know, it can, it can be simple things, you know, that you have done and you're sorry for in the current day, it can be things that are kind of in some ways, maybe shaming you or are part of your past or whatever it may be, but he hears it all and he knows it all. So I think just starting with that, whatever is weighing on your mind can allow you then to, to be that light and to be a, a better person to the world and will allow more of his love to flow through. So that's, that's just kind of my feelings on the whole thing. I love it. Divinely guided, protected, and loved. And I love how you just kind of shared that, you know, I, I believe that we're, we're soul is just in this God-given human body to express. And we're, we're perfectly imperfect, but that makes us perfect. You know, like there that this imperfection is perfection because it's all divine. Like we are divine creations. So there, it, there is nothing wrong. It's all perfect all the time, you know? And um, part of that perfection is just recognizing these air quotes here. I'm and no one can see my hands, but mistakes, because they're not mistakes. They're just not knowings. They're just opportunities for you to reflect and then choose to let that go. And that's kind of what I was saying at the beginning with like this whole idea of like suffering being a choice. Like that's something that's been really powerful for me the last couple of weeks. And it's this whole idea and I can kind of share what I'm going through. And actually, this is what my next podcast episode is going to be about. Cause I want to share this in a lot more detail. Cause it's like, I'm like, this is, this is what every one of my listeners is going through right now. And I'm just going through a new iteration of it at this time, but it's like that whole idea of forgiveness and just saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me, clean my heart. And just starting with this fresh start, because in the eyes of God or spirit, your creator, whatever, you know, resonates with you universe, you are forgiven. So it's your choice to not forgive yourself in this lifetime in this human body, because according to the divine, like you are forgiven, you are a perfect expression exactly as you are. So it's just our choice to carry that weight. So when you kind of say like, I'm so sorry for this, like, please forgive me, please clean my heart. It's you taking yourself off the hook in this earth lifetime to enjoy that the rest of that day without that on your heart, because in the spirit world, you're good, you know, like you're, you're always good. It's just your choice to carry that with you. And, you know, me being such a spiritual person, like I really feel like these, 
those emotions that we carry, those experiences, those thoughts, they carry like an energetic charge. And you know, people might hear this and be like, oh, what's, what's she talking about? But you can really connect to that. Like think of what happens when you feel worry, you know, like you actually feel something in your physical body. Think of what happens when you feel stressed, like you have a physical response in your body. Think about what happens when you feel joy, you have a physical response in your body. Like these, these emotions, these thoughts, these feelings, they carry a charge that affects your body. And when you keep carrying them without releasing and then they pile on and it just gets harder to kind of see anything else. So that why I really love what you said so much. And I think it's such an accessible tool for anybody to use is that it gives you an opportunity to let go in the moment. So you stop accumulating these charges because it's that accumulation that builds up around you, like this, like shield that's just protecting you from divine love. And if you, it's so hard to feel anything other than anxiety or worry or fear, if that's all that you're taking on without releasing any of it. So for me, like what's really helped, especially in 2020 is recognizing how much I was taking on without letting go. And I was taking on so much worry. And you know, like my clients, I had clients going through COVID and they were all so worried. And I was taking on so much of their worry because I love everyone I work with so much. And I was just like consumed by all this shit. And I was sorry, I don't know if I can swear on your podcast. You can yeah, swear you can. on mine, but <laughs> um, sorry you guys. Um, but I, I felt so consumed by it and I had to really surrender and release. Like I had to release these things. And, um, so I love what you said. It can just be a daily thing. Like this happened today. I don't want to carry this the rest of my day. It could be like a, a weird interaction you have with the coworker. And it's just like, I call them purges. So I'm just like, I'll just be like, I'm purging this from my, my soul right now. Like clean my heart, purge, purge, purge. Um, you know, I just want to let it go, but it, it can be like you said about just in that moment. But if you really want to get into it, you know, you can kind of start to reflect on, is there anything from my past that's impacting me now in the present? And that's really what my whole next podcast episode is going to be about is just the end of suffering is truly just to accept and forgive your past. It's the hardest thing there is to do, but it's the most liberating, yeah. freeing thing. <laughs> um, I, so yeah, it's beautiful. I love but, that. Um, I think you can also probably remember times where you had this feeling of peace. And so you take this like feeling of anxiety and worry. And I think we all can relate to the physiological feeling of it, but there are many times where I let God in like, and I let completely God in, if that makes sense. And this overwhelming sense of peace that just transcended like me and made me truly understand like God's presence. And I think you have examples too. I know when my, when my grandfather passed away, I was in, I, he has a, had a huge family. I was going to just kind of visit to, you know, to say goodbye. I did not plan to be there the day that he died, but it just honestly was kind of a gift, a gift of me to see what life is to come and to be there at his side with a few of the family there. And the peace that transcended the room was, I don't know, it, it just impacted my soul and really made me believe like there is a God, you know, that there it's not where he is going is, is somewhere amazing. And I need to, you know, just always understand that and see this moment as a gift. And then, which kind of helped me throughout my cancer journey. Um, not that I want to die and not that I, you know, I, I want to still be here. I still feel like I have a plan and a purpose, but seeing just a little sliver of this moment just filled me with kind of a piece that transcends all. 
And then at the beginning of my um, cancer diagnosis, I speak to this quite a bit, but rainbows are kind of like my sign. And I didn't know if I had cancer or, you know, I, I didn't have the diagnosis yet, but I saw this rainbow and I just like, I just knew it was from my grandmother and it just made me feel like it's okay. Whatever, whatever happens, it's okay. And so I think that there's been moments, you know, where that has happened. Um, and you just can kind of reflect on, on that piece. So you can kind of look at life through this anxiety and worry. And, and I get it. It's a daily battle, but you can also understand that there's a piece on the other side of it too, that only God can bring. And I can't explain it any other way other than that experience of it. Dude, what you just said was so profound. So I don't know if you've been following me, but I'm like drinking ayahuasca, like it's going out of style, but it's like, I love it so much. And the only way I can describe it to people is like, you're drinking God. It's the most wonderful, healing, beautiful experience. And just truly on a cellular level, the embodiment that we are all connected in this life and in the next, when you were talking about that sense of peace, you felt like it was a tangible piece that you could feel in the room as your grandfather passed. And then that rainbow and you were just like, I don't know what it was. It just impacted my soul. Like you are a really powerful human, Tina. Let me just tell you that because not (laughs) many people truly can, can feel that. And the way you just expressed it, I know exactly what you felt because I felt that on medicine, on ayahuasca, that just that, that connection to everything and that, that a spirit never, it, you know, the body leaves this physical world, but the spirit does not. And that spirit is still always with you. So that connection through the rainbow and just like you actually felt that tangible sense of peace, like viscerally on a cellular level, like I fully feel that. And that is so profound. And I love that you shared that. And I had something else I was going to say now, but I totally forgot because I was just like girl crashing on you. I was like, look how awesome you are. But, um, yeah. Oh, that's what it was. It was like you said that we could have this lens of fear that we could look through the world in, especially after a diagnosis, because, for me, the scariest part was that like, I didn't feel safe in my body and like, I didn't trust yeah. my body. Cause I, and I was like, I don't know how else to look at the world now, except through this lens of worry, fear, and like distrust And the way I explain things to my clients. And I get like really into like reprogramming your subconscious mind. So that way, the way you do look through the world actually changes habitually and effortlessly to what you said, looking through the world through a lens of peace and trust and safety and just, um, and love and kindness and like, just the best, you know? Um, but I like to talk about it as if it's like, you're wearing a pair of like glasses that are colored lenses. So it's like, you could literally look through, let's say fear is like red lenses. It's like everything you see is through that lens. And of course there's like joyful moments here and there, but when like the glasses you're wearing are red, like everything you're going to see is red. Whereas you could wear a pair of like beautiful, like, I don't know, like turquoise fun glasses. And then the lens you see through the world are like fun and pretty and, you know, and it's, not about pretending that like it's all rainbows and unicorns and things like that but when you look through the world through that lens then everything like you said is gonna be okay like you're just okay you can deal with things in the moment and when things come up you have an outlet to let them go so they don't accumulate because stuff because pain this is actually what i wrote on my instagram the other day is that I did a story about it. It was on my heart in the moment. It's like pain is, is an unavoidable part of life. And that's a good thing. It's like what makes life, you know, 
it's what makes life life. It's unavoidable, whether it's, you know, loss of a loved one, a diagnosis, you know, just even heartbreak, loss of a job, like these things happen and they happen and they're painful and they're traumatic and they're so hard, but that happened. And then letting that pain continue to impact you, you know, it doesn't, you know, you feel it in a moment and it's gone. Some of these things can take months, maybe years to process. And there's no right or wrong timeline. It's just how you process your pain. But once it's processed, if you haven't released it and it's still impacting you, that's suffering. And it's, then you're looking through that world, through that, that lens of the, the, the red glasses, even if you're not trying to anymore, it's because it's, it hasn't had a way to let go. And that's really what I want for everybody is to see how you can wear these glasses of peace and calm and serenity and love and gratitude and still have things go off in your life and still have shit hit the fan and, you know, things can happen in your outside world and there could be a global pandemic and this and that and that, and you're still okay. (laughs) And you're still okay. And you are still grounded and strong and unshakable in who you are, which is a divine being of love, you know? And, um, there was probably a point in there somewhere, but I think everyone gets it. I'm just, (laughs) you know, but it's like, it's really just a choice to let that linger. And it feels sometimes impossible to choose differently because those, those, those feelings and the emotions, they run so deep. And that's really just, you know, what I want for everybody is to have like a safe outlet to kind of like explore that and really peel back those layers and then do the work to reprogram at a subconscious level, the lenses that you see through the world, because that's truly how you can feel this beautiful sense of safety. But no matter what, you know, at least in my opinion, and probably yours too, which is why we're talking about this is that you need to rely on something outside of your own will and strength because mm-hmm. relying solely on yourself, it's, you can't have the weight of the world on your shoulders. You're just two tiny shoulders, you know, like you got to rely on something else. And when you can truly rely on something else along with what you're doing for, you know, whatever it is, like you're co-creating. And when you allow that love in, like you said, you're like, I just let love in sometimes. Like I let God in. It's like, when you let, when you let this universal love, this divine God love in, things start to feel easier because you you've surrendered some of your burden, you know? And it's just like, we're just two shoulders. We're not meant to carry all that ourselves. Yeah. So anyways, no, I, I don't know. I think that I'm just that's, talking. that's amazing. And I, the, the, the Bible tells you too, like, don't, don't conform to the ways of the world. So if you were to turn your news on, um, if you were to read your newspaper, if you're looking on your phone, you know, like it can feel like everything is horrible. It can feel like the world is just, you know, going to hell in a handbasket is the phrase I've used, but like, it just feels like there's no hope, I guess, if you do that. So you kind of have to tune some of that out to allow like the goodness to kind of come through too. So um, like, I know for me during COVID, like we got to a point where we just basically did not watch the news or if we watched the news, we'd watch like 10, 15 minutes of it. And that was it because we could just feel ourselves like being, you know, taken over by just this like sadness and worry. And, you know, are are we going to live tomorrow? (laughs) Like it just felt so heavy and weighted. So sometimes I think it's just um, redirecting your energy to like where it needs to go and, you know, not conforming to the ways of the world. So it it can feel, it can feel bold and adventurous, but I think it's also very necessary to, to find where you find that peace and to direct your energy there because it just, it, it can, to your point, it can be so overwhelming. I know for a long time too, like 
Um, every person who gets a stage four diagnosis just really hurts my heart. Like, and it just, and there was a time where I felt like I was carrying those burdens on me, another person in the community, another person in the community. And it just like kind of kept stacking up on my shoulders. And when I started this gratitude journal where I have pages where I write who I'm praying for, and then I have pages where I write what I'm grateful for, that release of putting that person's name on a paper then allowed me the permission to give it to God. And it almost like in a way took it off of my shoulders and and onto God's. And so for me, that was a really powerful tool is to kind of write it down and express it and put it in a place, put it in a box, put it somewhere where, you know, you could see it. I can still pray on that person. I can still do all that things, but it, it really almost allowed that person's burden to, to come off my shoulders and onto, onto God's who ultimately is in control and, you know, has a plan for every person. So that's one tool that I, I love. I know you and I love tools. We love sharing. We love us some tools. What you said was so special. It was, um, find where you find your peace and direct your energy there. I've just like mic drop. That was so succinct and beautiful because that's, you know, especially as a spiritual person, like I think of, you know, God in terms of like energy, not like a person, you know, it's just this energy presence. And when you, I like to talk about co-creating with spirit and God, and it's this idea of like where you put your energy, that's where energy is going to go. And you can, you know, spend, so as an example, like researching a million things to do to prevent recurrence, if the energy behind it is like, how can I support myself to feel so good and just takes, you know, some back of, you know, control in my life where I can put really good nourishing things in my body because I love myself and I want to support myself versus what am I missing? How can I make sure this doesn't happen again? Like the energy behind it is so different. So you're fueling, you know, the negative energy versus welcoming in. So it's the same actions, the exact same research, but it's just the energy behind it. You can receive so much more when the energy behind what you're doing is aligned with love and faith and trust and, and compassion for yourself. And it's, I I just love that so much where, you know, for if we're finding solace in anything, if you have an upcoming scan and there's, you know, anxiety coming from that or whatever it is, it's find your peace and put your energy there. That could be a walk in nature. It could be a warm cup of tea. It could be a yoga class. It could be a journal. It could be uh, a prayer journal. It can be anything, but find your peace and put your energy there because where your energy goes, you're going to attract so much more of that into your life. So, you know, if you're after peace, find some peace and then go do more things that bring you peace. Like go do that thing like more often. (laughs) Um, It helps so, so, so much. And I love what you said. It was just so simple. Like find find your peace and you know, I love, I love that. that. And I love like nature in COVID times has been like, seriously, my jam. Like I, that is where like I go to refill my cup and, and I, you know, I love a good podcast and a walk. I'll do that. Like usually in my neighborhood, um, a lot of times, but sometimes when I go to like a park or when I go specifically to kind of take in nature, I, I honestly will like kind of leave my phone, you know, somewhere where I can't really access it. And I know earbuds, no nothing. Just I really try to concentrate on being in nature and being present. And I think that that has really helped me um, to kind of like sustain my energy because it can feel, you know, like like Groundhog Day, you know, in these times or like nothing's changing or nothing's moving. But I find that energy 
in nature. It's, it's really been, and it doesn't matter what season it is. You know, we're both in like cold climates, but you know, even going out in the winter time, it can be very, very therapeutic to, to find that nature. Um, my heart's exploding with love and gratitude, <laughs> gratitude for you. I love you so much, Tina. You are such a gift <laughs> uh, to my life and to the world. But, um, I drink a lot of tea and my tea bag the other day, you know, sometimes they put like cute little notes on like the, the, part of the tea bag. So it said nature never knocks, but doesn't intrude. And I just thought that was so freaking cute and smart and witty. And it's just so true. Nature's just being, and I love how you connect to nature so much to find that sense of peace. Cause you find peace in nature and then you go do that thing to connect back to it, you know, <laughs> to bring the peace and attract more peace into your life. Um, and it's funny because, um, I wanted to ask, you know, what your typical, um, day, days like where how you kind of like start your day, maybe end your day with faith and how you can, or, you know, incorporate it. But I want to just maybe share this one thing really quick too, because it came up because one of the things I do is I start my day with Oracle cards. I drink coffee and I start and I pick Oracle cards. And today, um, cause I've been doing this for a little while. One of my good friends, um, Oh my God, I just, I'm, I have so much gratitude today and every day, but like today's a really special one for me. And, um, I was just reflecting about one of my friends who, um, I was going through like a tough time in 2020 as we all are. And many times in 2020, I was leaning on friends and, um, I was actually in, uh, Costa Rica and I was talking to one of my girlfriends and she was like, you know, something that I do when I'm just like, I kind of just like feel like I'm in a slump is I go for a walk outside. And I just talk to the plants. Like I just talk to all the plants that I see and I just talk to them. Like, why not? And I was like, that sounds so fun. So I started talking to plants like four or five months ago, maybe. And it's been so profoundly fun. And I kind of forgot to do it. And today my Oracle cards literally said to, um, it was a card all about how as humans, like we are we're just embodiments, you know, of, of these beautiful elements, like our, our bodies are the earth, the water is our blood, the, our breath is the air and our spirit is, is fire. Like we're, we're the elements, we're these beautiful creations. And it gave you this ritual to um, really connect to that interconnectedness and that unity of all things, not just all people, but like nature too, because nature is so healing. And one of the things that suggested to do is to talk to the plants. And I was like, I forgot to talk to the plants. I haven't talked to the plants in so long. So anyways, I'm staying at a friend's right now and she has plants all over her house and I'm just sitting there eating breakfast and I'm just like, thank you so much for being so green and so beautiful. Thank you for growing. Thank you for blossoming a flower. I love your flower. It's so yellow. Like I'm literally just sitting there eating my yogurt parfait, <laughs> talking to the plants. And I'm just like, this is so fun because like, why not? You know, it's just a way just to find peace. And it's just a chill way to, you know, eat your yogurt. So and I wanted to share that. <laughs> I, well, I love it. Cause I talk to plants too. Like not, <laughs> probably not habitually, but like, um, I think being home during COVID has really allowed me to see like day by day, little snapshots of like how my yard changes. And that's such a gift that I, you know, when I was busy commuting, I didn't have time to really like take it all in. So it's really been such a gift and to see my yard just transform every single day and there's a new flower and there's this and you know it's really been beautiful but you know I I will I'll say like hey tulips like how are you doing today you know like and I just like I love I love the like symphony of like flowers and all the beauty that it has and so I I you know I'll talk to my lilacs and I'll say like you, you smell so good like thank you you know and like I do I love that and I think there is something about it but I think I 
I do it because it feels like my yard. It feels like my home. But I, I love like the greaterness of like. Yeah, I'm just like all of these plants just exist. They're all just here for us to enjoy. Like everything's just here to make us happy. You know, like we have options and it's so funny. So yeah, I'm like, wow, you're so yellow. I love it. You're so pretty. You know, it's just so fun. So anyways, um, I want to be respectful of, of time. So maybe we can share, um, like our faith practices, um, like that we do during the day and any rituals that we have. And, um, if there's anything special that we do in a week, like maybe on Sunday, like you, you know, go to, well, maybe an online church or whatever it is. And, mm-hmm. um, we can maybe just find, share how we practice and maybe give some suggestions to, we can, you know, bounce off each other and find ways to make it really accessible for, for everybody. Cause it doesn't matter, you know, if you're, you're new to faith, you have no faith, you know, no practice. It's just, it's an opportunity to start. Like maybe if you literally have no faith practice, which is completely okay. Like Tina and I said, we've both been there, you know, I was yeah. there for the majority of my life. Um, it's just, you can start with talking to a plant, you know, like it doesn't have to be hard. Um, we don't have to make things so hard. It's actually so easy. It's funny how hard we make things. So, yeah. um, yeah, if you want to share your, your faith practice and, um, then I can share mine after. Yeah. Yeah. So lately I've been like basically when I put my feet on the ground, I've been trying to do this more mindfully, but um, I just say like, thank you God for allowing me this new day. And so it's, it's just as simple as that. And just, you know, not, and, and again, it's not that I think I'm going to like die in my sleep or, or anything, but I kind of view every day as a new opportunity and a new way to like connect, you know, with people and with love. And so it's just kind of, you know, saying thank you. And then um, I write in my gratitude journal, I have it right here at my desk, but, um, I, I love it. It's always like at my, at my side, I have like already thought like, Oh, when I go back to the office, which is supposed to be in June, like, um, you know, I have to still maintain some of these practices. So, and even if the times change, you know, it's kind of giving yourself that grace for how it looks like in the new future. But these practices I do believe are really important just, just for me personally. So I write in my gratitude journal of what I am thankful for. And so it's, I love that it's just really simple. It's sometimes it's one thing, you know, sometimes I'll write two things, but it's really one line that I write what I'm grateful for. And then I kind of reflect on what I'm praying for, which is on the other side. Um, I take a walk most every morning. Um, and I usually talk with my mom and that's just kind of like our time, you know, just to kind of, talk and like, you know, be together. And, you know, um, you know, she's such a faith-filled, amazing person. So it always just kind of fills me with inspiration and cheer for the day. And then like, if I have tough meetings or difficult things, you know, I will try to take a moment and just, you know, ask for God's help or, you know, ask for his intervention, or I I'm trying to work on less about what the result I want it to be. If that makes sense. I don't, um, but it's more like, please, please give me God, please give me wisdom. Please give me patience. Please allow your words to flow through me. So it's more of the bigger picture and less about crafting it to what I want in my day. Um, because I, I kind of humbly don't think that I'm the most, you know, like, I don't believe that I'm controlling the universe. So it's kind of just allowing his love to flow through me. And then I do have that Uversion Bible app. So I try usually my evenings um, as kind of like my coming down from work. And like, before I go to bed, I take time to, it's like a devotional and then a, um, a scripture that kind of, re, you know, relates back to that. And then at night it's my prayers. And I just say like, thank you. 
um, please forgive me for, you know, whatever I have, you know, done. And I do, I do try to be specific in certain things. And then, um, you know, I have some prayers that I've said all through like my childhood, but they just kind of fill me with peace. So it's just kind of this, um, you know, ritual and my way to kind of set my head straight, you know, before I go to bed, but that's kind of mine. And then yes, Sundays, um, Sundays I do online church. Um, I, I did obviously used to go to church, um, to the pandemic and, you know, they are open up again, but I still find some comfort in like doing it at home. Um, I do want to get more into the community though, again. So at some point I will, I do see myself going back to a physical presence. And then, um, there's a podcast that I love. It's called life church with Craig Rochelle and they, I, I can't tell you how many times his message has made me cry while I'm running, has just inspired me, but it literally fills my cup for the week and kind of allows me to start my week in a, in a good space. And so it, it's just really been a, a game changer for me for growing my faith. He talks a lot about, you know, scriptures and what, what that means to it. Um, he, he is a Christian. He's not a label of, you know, a certain kind. He just, is, he is, believes in Jesus Christ and is a follower. So that has been really influential to me and in my life. So those have been things um, like kind of throughout COVID that have really helped me. Um, and, and to your point, it's a struggle. It's hard. Like we have to kind of connect and find a community in the way that we can. Um, and, and I have found obviously the breast cancer community is so amazing, but having this kind of faith-filled community is, is also like another layer that just really has helped me in many difficult times. It's so beautiful. Thanks for sharing all that. And, you know, I, I love what you said too about, so I actually, um, what really, I actually never used to say God, but when I kind of started to get into my spiritual practice, I still actually felt really uncomfortable saying the word God, because to me, God meant religion and all these things that I kind of, you know, renounced, which I, and I still don't practice any type of religion. But to me now, God, spirit, universe, they're all synonymous. And one of the the spiritual teachers that really helped me um, see that and embody that and then, you know, welcome in, you know, religion and my friends who are religious and all of these things um, with only pure love and acceptance and because and, our hearts are all just so pure we're all just we're all connected to 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 the divine however we choose to do it is gabby bernstein so i don't know if you're familiar with her or um she's you know a very like new age spiritual teacher and um the way she kind of she in all of her books she uses you know spirit and god intertwined and it really helped me just you know realize that that old school like dogmatic approach to religion was just like that's not the, the way to look at it, you know, it's just like, it's just faith. Like faith can look any way for anybody. Faith is faith. And that's all that matters, you know? So it really kind of helped me see that and live that and embody that um, and look through the world through those lenses, you know? And, um, but anyways, what I brought her up is because um, she has this quote in one of her books that really resonate with what you said. It's like, she's like, the key to prayer is to forget and surrender everything that you think you're praying for, because like, you don't know the best way to get that result. Like you're not in control of your life. You know, yeah. it's like nothing's under control. So she's just like, you know, one of the things she suggests, which has really helped me. Um, so I wanted to kind of tie it back into what you said, because we kind of have a very similar practice in this. It's that if I'm praying for something, I'm, you know, I say, please, please show me, please show me because 
then you can just kind of look through the world and then you'll see like spirit God's talking to you in all these different ways. It could be a song that comes on the radio that has the exact message. It could be um, a podcast episode making you cry because it's the exact thing that you need to hear. It's, you know, I pray for, for wisdom. I pray for, you know, a creative solution, but I don't know what that solution could be. If I try, then it's not the right answer because it's my human mind trying to control the situation. If I'm trying to control it, then I'm not praying and surrendering. So what was the point of that prayer? You know? So, um, I love what you said is that you said it so beautifully. I pray for wisdom. I pray for this and I pray for the same thing. And one of my action steps when I pray is please show me, I add that to the end of all my prayers. Like, please show me the way, please show me how, you know, I'm, I'm surrendering this up to you. Please show me. And I find that to be so helpful. And really, since I started doing that, it's like my prayers are answered immediately. It's actually crazy. <laughs> like what? Like this has always been here. This is so cool. So, um, my faith practice is, um, so I'm going to share what it is now, because again, what to your point is that it can change and there's no right or wrong way. It doesn't have to, it's everything is all we have as all we have is right now. So honor where you're at right now, your prayer practice could change day to day. It could change seasonally. It could change, you know, I, I do what feels right for me for a period of time until it does. And then I do something else. I'm not rigid in anything in my life, especially prayer. But, um, for me, I noticed, I would say over the last, you know, month and a half or so that with everything going on with like vaccines and, you know, COVID and, you know, everything, there's been a lot of, um, you know, separateness and, and judgment going on in our world. And we've been divided in my opinion for a long time, like politically, you know, the last, especially like eight years and, you know, things like that. And I noticed that I was having some judgmental thoughts and they were really heavy because judgment is a very low vibration emotion. It can really impact your body and change the way you look through the world. And I don't want to see the world that way. So I would say the last, you know, month and a half, I was really like observing my thoughts, just, you know, with grace. And that was the other thing you said that I want to comment on too, is just like, give yourself the grace. If you, you go back to work and you don't keep all of the things that you, all the habits that you cultivated during COVID, like self-compassion and self-forgiveness is truly just like, Oh, it's everything. It's literally everything. Like, please, if you take one thing away from this podcast episode, just have compassion for your beautiful, beautiful self. Um, but I noticed that I was having some judgments and I was like, that's not the truth of who I am. Like I'm a love being, I love everybody. I accept everybody. And I was having some judgmental thoughts. So I was just witnessing them, witnessing my judgment without judgment and then doing some work to heal. And just lots of praying, like, please show me how to release this. Please show me how to release this. Um, so I started my, my day every day for probably the last month was like today I'm judging nothing that occurs. Like everything is just, you know, through the lens of love. Um, so that's really like helped. And I haven't had to do that actually in the last little while, like I feel so free. Um, but typically I start my day with just like a prayer before I get out of bed. So it, for a while it was that, but now I actually am just kind of back to the serenity prayer, you know, like, please, you know, grant me the the serenity to accept what I can't change the courage to change what I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Like that prayer always yeah. just like, yeah. mm, it's like butter to me. I'm just like, give it to me, <laughs> like rub it all over my body. So I love that prayer. So I, I usually just say that before I get out of bed. And then, um, I like to do, um, a meditation first thing in the morning before my coffee. So I meditate and, um, for me, I've been on a really powerful healing journey for the last 12 weeks since, you know, all my ayahuasca ceremonies and things like that has brought a lot of 
past trauma to the surface. So past from, um, you know, not diagnosis related things, like things from a long time ago um, that I was carrying a lot of um, shame about, a lot of guilt about, a lot of remorse about. Um, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to do the hardest work I've ever done in my life, which is practice self-compassion and self-forgiveness and really, you know, let my past go. So I meditate every morning and I just kind of let a feeling come to me and I just trust that what's coming to me is what's meant to be released that day. So um, whether it's something specific um, tied to an emotion or just the emotion itself, I just kind of let it come. Um, And then I have a a technique that I use to release. I really love um, tapping. So I don't know if you've heard of like EFT tapping, but you can like tap at certain points of your body. Um, And then for me, that's really helpful because um, I'm so analytical that for me to release a feeling strictly in meditation, I find really difficult to do, but I can bring the feeling on in meditation. I just kind of let it come. Um, but for me, it's a way to talk and because you talk as you tap these points in your body. So it's a way for me to release and that aligns well with me because I'm connecting my mind, which is like my gift and my curse, you know, to, to my body and to my heart. And then I release that way. So um, that's something that I do. And if I find I need to release something during the day, um, I tap during the day. So for me, like a prayer is really beautiful, but I love to connect it to tapping. It's just what works really well for me. Um, and then after my meditation, I have my coffee and I pick my Oracle cards and I just kind of, you know, when I pick my Oracle cards, I say a prayer and I'm like, if I am asking for guidance for something specific, um, you know, I ask for the guidance on something specific, but I always say at the end or whatever's for my highest good, you know, cause it's like, I don't know. Right. So, um, and I pick a card and, um, I read my guidance and I drink my coffee and then I just kind of go about my day. And then if I need to release something during the day, a quick prayer or, you know, quick tap um, is just kind of how I do it. And then before I go to bed, um, I have a little journal where, um, I just like to acknowledge myself for what I did that day. So it could just be, you know, a few things like I, um, answered this email, like that was stressful, but I like took a breath before and I responded with compassion or, um, you know, I made a really nourishing meal today, or I hung out with my friend today and her kids. And like, I love being around, you know, that energy. So I'll just pick a few things that I did that I want to celebrate myself for. And really just, you know, cause it's a way to really show yourself compassion. Like you're celebrating you and all the cool things you did that day. So it could be like, I took a nap, like it could just be anything, you know, that you are want to really acknowledge yourself for, for the day. So I do that before I go to bed and then we start the day over the next day. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I've recently heard of tapping. It's not something I'm like familiar with, but I think it just came across yesterday. So now I feel like I'm going to have to look it up and decide. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to look up what this is, but yeah. For anybody who's interested in it, um, like I kind of make my own taps up sometimes, um, for most of the time, but when I first started with tapping, um, you can YouTube it. So let's say you like, let's say you're feeling guilt. You can be like EFT tapping for guilt. And like, there's this guy on there called tapping with Brad. Brad is my jam. I love tapping with Brad. So I tap with Brad a lot. Um, they're really, really great. He's an awesome person. I've never met Brad. No affiliation. I just love his taps. He's so just insightful. And I actually, I normally don't resonate with like male teachers for some reason. I've always just really identify with just like a nurturing mother and but for some reason, I love to tap with Brad. Um, so you can tap. <laughs> 
chat with Brad on anything. Um, but, or once you kind of get comfortable with it and you know, cause there's a set sequence that you have to tap in, in a certain order. So once you kind of know the sequence and you're familiar with tapping, it took me like a week of like tapping with Brad to want to do my own taps, but I still, I still tap with Brad. I love tapping with Brad. So <laughs> and if anyone wants to try it, I think it's really fun. Um, and you can do some research on it. It's just a cool, simple, accessible, free way to alleviate a lot of your, your stress. Cause even for me, um, sometimes surrendering with just surrendering, just a prayer, there were times in my faith practice where like I, when I would just, you know, surrender with a prayer, um, I needed something more. Um, now I, I actually do feel relief, but I will be honest, like that's actually pretty new for me just to pray and, and release. Um, I find if I, if I'm asking for guidance and to be shown guidance, a prayer is like perfect for me. But if I'm sitting with something really uncomfortable, and like I said, the last 12 weeks have been a really powerful healing journey for me. It's been really uncomfortable. Um, you know, it's hard to sit with, you know, shame and guilt and mm-hmm. remorse and all of these, these things. Um, I needed something beyond a prayer for me, like not other people don't, other people maybe need more than tapping. There's no right or wrong. It's just about finding a way to bring yourself peace and recognizing that you don't have to carry this anymore. You're already perfectly imperfect, which is perfect. And you're forgiven and you got to take yourself off the hook sort of thing. And tapping is a way for me to find relief. So I tap a lot. Interesting. Well, I'm going to yeah. have to check tap this out, lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can literally do it. You can be like tapping for, um, you can literally do it for anything like tapping for judgment, tapping for, um, you know, confidence, tapping for peace, tapping for, um, letting go of blame. Like you could literally put anything in there and you can tap for it. It's awesome. So, oh my God, I'm cat sitting and these cats never, a cat and dog sitting and these cats like are <laughs> so finicky and they just don't ever want to be near me. So I just thought it was a dog that was like kind of nestling next to me, but oh my God, it's the cat. I'm so excited. This is Aww. so fun. Oh, she's eating my earphones. <laughs> okay. Um, so we'll probably end this call now, but um, this was so fun, Tina. I'm so excited for this episode to come out. I think it's going to help a lot of people just know that or at least my intention is for it to help everyone listening. Um, even if you already have a faith practice to take a little bit more off your shoulders. It's another, you know, Gabby Bernstein quote that I love. She's like, no matter how surrendered you think you are surrender some more. So <laughs> it's like, it's not that. about yeah. It's just, you can just surrender more, you know, it's like, you can't, you can't be bad. Um, so I hope that what this does for everyone listening is, um, let you know, it's okay to not have the weight of the world on your shoulders. You're actually not meant to, um, spirit, God universe wants you to let some of that go, because if you let some of that go, you'll feel peace. And, all that's wanted of you in this world is for you to feel peace. So, you know, letting go in some way um, of anything through any of the spiritual practices that we shared. Um, I hope it brings you peace in some way. And like Tina said, find what brings you peace and go do more of it. Simple. <laughs> you know, exactly. we don't have to make it so hard. Exactly. And if anyone, you know, has any questions, like if I can help one more person see God the way that I see them too, you know, then I'm really making a difference in this world. So if anyone has any questions or wants to reach out or, you know, even wants to have a debate, like I, I welcome it. Um, you know, I, I just think it's, it's great to have conversations about faith and, and be transparent about who you are. So I just, I highly encourage it. 
Yeah, I love it. And that's why I wanted to talk to you because I know over the last, you know, year, year and a half, you've been sharing more of your faith practice. And it's because you've been more authentic and sharing who you truly are, which is this beautiful woman inside and out. And um, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. And I haven't actually talked about, um, I mean, I always talk about, you know, spirituality and things like that in my life and in my programs, but I've never like had um, a podcast episode on it. And I couldn't think of a better way to, to share this. I, I had so much fun today. This was so Me healing. Too. This was so healing. Oh my God. Thank you, Tina. <laughs> oh, this is so beautiful. There's this song that I like. It's called Thank You for This Day by Karen Drucker. I don't want to sing it now, but if you want to listen to it after, you'll just, you'll know how I'm feeling in this moment. Like it's oh. truly thank you for this day. And by thank you, I mean, actually thank you, but thank you spirit for this day. Thank you. Just all of my life experiences up into this moment for this day, you know, like I'm so grateful. I've never, I don't have ever had a more grateful heart than I do in this moment. I'm so freaking happy and blessed. And I am thankful that I could bring this message to my audience in such a fun, accessible way. So thank you. Thank you everyone. Cool. So bye for now, guys. See you next week. Bye.